Saturday, it's Saturday. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. So today I wanted to talk about beauty counter and sort of why I got involved, what interesting things I've found, my biggest surprises, and then um, talk to you about what I'm working on. So I'll probably have some more podcasts about like learning how to be an entrepreneur, learning how to be in sales. But this, I just wanted to give an overview of why I joined the company, why I'm still with the company this many years later. Um, And just tell you my story. Okay. So if you want to get some hot chocolate or pull up a pillow for story time, sit on your mat, crisscross applesauce, pause now, and then come back in just a second. Okay. Okay. So I was introduced to Beauty Counter from my sister, Anne, and she had been introduced to the company um, through a friend who had an online party. And at the time that my sister was first introduced to it, she was like, oh, this is a lot of information. I can't really deal with it right now. And then as she started to continue on, she was like, okay, these are things that I care about and I want to learn more about. So one of the coolest things about Beauty Counter is that it is a mission-based company. So we fall under sort of three pillars, education, advocacy, and products. And so what we want to do is help to educate consumers to know more about what is going on in the body care and cosmetic loss, right? So my sister finally started to look at her products and she was going through them and she started asking the person that was working for Beauty Counter a bunch of questions. And then sort of on a whim, that person asked my sister, because my sister was interested in a few products, if she would host an online party. And she did. And she invited me because, you know, that's what you do to sisters. And at that time, I had really had nearly no introductions to any companies like this like I know that they're prevalent specifically in like mom circles but in my theater single person life like I I wasn't inundated with different companies I didn't understand how a lot of them were kind of fishy I didn't have any basis of knowledge about like how many people think they're scams and how much money some people have to pay to get into them. So I was blissfully unaware of many things. (laughs) So at this time, I had been a couple years into living in the East Coast, and I was having a bunch of skin issues. Um, Change in climate, change in anxiety, change in diet, like my whole world for the last two years had just been upended and thrown in a tornado. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll try two products and support my sister. And what actually got me to to the hook to actually making this purchase is my sister said to me, oh, I'm close to getting um, a couple more host rewards where you can order. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I will. And then I went and ordered and then she got more host rewards. So I tried the two products and I was pretty amazed. And I had already been pretty amazed that the information I learned at the party were not things that I had ever learned before. And at that point in my life, I had already put in five years of working at Whole Foods during my college years. 
So I felt like I was a pretty well-informed consumer. I feel like I had a pretty good handle on like what chemicals weren't great for us, what just what needed to be organic and didn't need to be organic and blah, 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 blah. But I had never heard anything about regulated regulations in the cosmetic and body care industry. And then I was flabbergasted to hear that there were much stronger regulations in Canada and even stronger in the European Union. And not by like a little, right? Like hundreds of chemicals that these countries have banned that the United States has been like, meh, it's it's probably fine. (laughs) So just to give you some number comparisons, when I started in 2016, the U.S. banned 12, 12, one dozen chemicals in the entire body care and cosmetic industry. Canada banned 600 and the European Union banned 1,200. Yeah, that's a big problem because you know why they banned those chemicals and those ingredients is because they had scientific data that showed that it wasn't super great for us. (laughs) Okay, so I liked the two products that I tried and my sister, again, she just plays such a pivotal part of my entire life, right? Sisters, they do that. So my sister was the one that was like, hey, I kind of think you should probably look at this business opportunity. She said very specifically, because she had actually just gotten out of a direct sales company, and she was like, I'm not ready to sign back on on another one, but I think that what they're doing is really smart. So I was like, huh, never even thought about doing anything like that, but I did really like what they were doing. Like, I just liked the vibe. I liked the message. I liked the two products that I tried. And so I asked the person who introduced my sister and me like a bazillion million questions and it wasn't very many dollars to sign up. I don't remember at the time what it was. I think it was probably a hundred. And so I signed up one day. What I came to the conclusion in my sort of pros con list, because I love a good pros cons list, was that there was literally nothing to lose. Like even if... I didn't like it at all. And I didn't want to do it anymore. If I had a discount for that amount of time and I got to try a few more products and see how good they were, it would be worth the hundred dollars for the discount for six months. Bam, done. All right. So I've started (laughs) and it is a little overwhelming because all of a sudden there's like, you know, things that you can do (laughs) to run a business. And my mentor, Liz, who introduced um, me and my sister to the company, did her entire business online, which was really helpful for me working in theater at this point, because I had so many contacts all throughout the world, mostly country. I guess I shouldn't say world at that point. And, um, but I really, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) Um, But I just kept doing it. And I kept telling people why I thought it was important and a bunch of people listened to me and um, a bunch of people cared about what I cared about, that this information wasn't being talked about and that there were people making products that knew they were bad for us and they could just sit on the shelf and nobody knew, right? Like we just sort of have expected that it is okay for us to buy and use if it's sitting on a shelf. And this was showing me that I was wrong. And 
one of the big things that I learned was that I never even thought, like I never even second guessed that I should also look at my laundry detergent. I just bought the laundry detergent my household had bought because I had sensitive, weird skin. You know, what probably was is that I was allergic to other chemicals and the other detergents. So that is how I started in 2016. Um, here are some things that I wrote down in a list of no important order of what some of my biggest surprises have been along the way. For me early on and even still today, it is the only job that I have ever gotten paid for how much I worked. And let me be more specific about that. So for me, if I work really hard for an X amount of time, my paycheck reflects it. If I don't work very hard for a time, my paycheck reflects it. In theater, <laughs> if and one contract, if I work really hard for four weeks, it's the same paycheck as the three weeks in performance where I'm not working as hard. So this is the first time that like what I put in was what I got out. And that was amazing to me. It was amazing to see like, yeah, on my busier weeks, I don't do as much because I don't have, have as much energy. And the weeks I do have more time, I do more. And it's amazing. So it's a business that I truly can like pick up and put down as my life needs it to be. Now, certainly starting out when you don't have as many clients under your belt, like you can't leave it for months at a time, but like you can do some maintenance for some weeks and then do a little bit more not maintenance, a little more build in other weeks and be just fine. I found something that I really cared about in a way that I didn't expect. Because for me, it was more important that as many people as I knew got this information and didn't continue to spray sunscreen that's not good for them all over their kids. And that was something that I was really proud of being able to help people learn, help them switch their products to different companies, whether it's ours or another one. But it was really just a catalyst for like all things reducing your toxic load. And that's important work that may never end the way that we are. I was surprised that, um, that there were so many like-minded people that were doing it with me, whether they were on my team or other teams. And some of the friendships and um, partnerships have been really amazing, especially during the pandemic. And then I'll give a little shout out. She'll probably come on the podcast later, but um, my work bestie for beauty counters, my dear friend, Eva, um, who was also my first recruit and who I go back many years with theater. Um, and she and I have become incredibly close and she truly has been a rock for me, certainly during the pandemic and even before. And we talk nearly every day and I do really, um, give mad props to this business is part of the reasons why that all happened. All right, so here's two things that I'm still grappling with as I build this business. And one might be a surprise, but I still sometimes grapple with being like a content creator. Like, as I said, recording this podcast on Zoom. But it is still kind of weird for me sometimes 
Like it's, I feel totally comfortable sitting on my couch, like posting a cute photo with a good quote. But then like somebody comes up to me in person and is like, oh, when you wrote that thing about this thing, that really meant so much to me because I felt the same way when, but like, it's sometimes I forget that people read, (laughs) read what I write. And I know that seems really silly, but I get like kind of awkward. And then I feel like I should be proud that people resonate with what I'm saying, but also that I'm like, oh, people are listening. (laughs) Okay. So that's one thing I'm still grappling with. And then the other thing I'm still grappling with is just very honestly being in sales. I had a pretty big mindset shift. Um, and I will absolutely credit this guy that I dated for a couple months when I was starting this business because I was starting to see some success and I was like, oh gosh, how cool is it that I'm going to be able to pay for my products? And he was like, but also you can make more than that. I was like, yeah, but I don't really care about that. I just care that I'm making enough for like what I want to be buying. And he was like, why wouldn't you want more than that when more than that is possible and you've already said how easy it could be if you wanted it and it was such a big light bulb of like oh right the rest of the world doesn't operate in just meeting their basic needs is all you need to do (laughs) and that was such is is such an artist thing is such a theater thing And this was, um, that was a big mind shift for me was that I could really go after it and make a huge contribution to my life, which it has. And it wasn't sunshine and roses every day. And it can be really hard to have people not want to listen to something that you find really important because of their preconceived notions of what kind of a business this is. But Being okay with making money and getting so many positive responses back from how the products have worked for people and how much, you know, they didn't know that a moisturizer could make their skin so soft or they had no idea that a lipstick could feel so good. And so the, the trudging through and being okay with making money and being in sales has been like it's still hard. And this last, um, the job that I just took, I actually applied originally for a sales position. And in the first interview, actually the second interview, the person that was interviewing me was like, oh yeah, so it looks like you're pretty good at sales. Because I had a couple numbers from my beauty counter team and myself in my resume or my cover letter. I don't remember. I think it's my, well, it might be both. Anyway, doesn't matter. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty good at it. I wouldn't say like, I'm great, but like I can, you know, it's fine. Like my, I just dug myself into a little baby hole (laughs) and he didn't say anything then, but towards the end of the interview, he was like, please also know that this person is a really good friends with a, with a, artistic director that hired me that I worked in this theater for a couple of years. That's part of the reason why I got the in in this company. So like he already felt kinship because we have a mutual person. And he was like, uh, Laura, if anybody ever asks you again, if you're good at sales, the answer is yes. 
And I was like, whoa. And I said this to a close friend who was like, yeah, absolutely. You are good at sales. You should say yes. But I'm still grappling. Not that I'm not proud of the product. Not that I'm not proud about how much work I've done to be okay with just like making money and having extra to, I don't know, retire someday or have a house. But it's still, it's not second nature to me, but it may never be second nature. All right. That is your introductions to Beauty Counter, the mission, why I got involved, some surprises, and a couple of things I'm still grappling with. Also, I just like the word grappling. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. You guys are great. Bye. But also, thanks for listening, but not mentioning any of this to me. I'm just kidding. Okay, bye. <laughs>